What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Goat Show. It is Wednesday, October 13th. Um, it was brought to my attention this week that we should continue to introduce ourselves at the beginning of the show. Uh, <laughs> I started to feel like that was a little redundant. And then I was like, wait, uh, there might actually be like new listeners. So anyways, um, <laughs> I you can call me Goat. Because I don't like my real name. And uh, <laughs> Ryan, who are you? I am Greatness Debates. However, I'm also Greatness Debates Films and Greatness Debates Memes. So um, when I write, when I go on one of my memes and I comment, and I comment something under one of my pages from the Greatness Debates, that that's also me. Yeah, it's really funny looking at those. And it's like, oh, your meme has four likes. And it's your four accounts <laughs> I, I get that i've been there um gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> so anyways um gotta help myself out yeah that's, yeah. What, they say, that's what they talk about with self-love you gotta <laughs> that's what it's all about really <laughs> um <laughs> if you can't support yourself then why would anyone else <laughs> exactly um, yeah so yeah, if you forget who's who, I'm the one that sounds like this, and Ryan is the one that's going to rant about the Steelers in a minute. So um, uh, That's an easy way to differentiate. <laughs> at least uh, it's a good rant this week. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Pleasant ramblings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, exciting day on the GOAT show. We are introducing a GOAT of the Week segment, which I came up with randomly Sunday night while thinking about how awesome Josh Allen is. I was like, he needs some recognition for this. Um, <laughs> you win. You win, Josh Allen. So basically the idea is typically a player, but I'm thinking we could include coaches too for just someone who, I don't know, just does some goat stuff in a given week. Um, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty vague, but I think that makes it interesting if that makes enough sense like mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be someone having an awesome game it can be like a single moment a single decision something like that that just is really awesome um so i think that'll be a lot of fun um, something i just came up with on the mo at the moment what if you go to go to the week for like a player a coach a moment Ooh. for the future not to like put you on the spot as you're yeah. explaining this, but we I, can I talk just about that because <laughs> um, it's already so decided for this week. So we'll yeah. we can discuss that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think what the most fun thing about this so far is that we had three like unironic, uncorrelated uh, nominations for the Saints punter. <laughs> I so, mean, he didn't have three balls. Wasn't it three punts inside the 10 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I, I'm here for it. Like, it's an important part of the game. I mean, yeah. Got to respect yeah. it. He I averaged mean, better than Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or any yeah. of those guys, but it's certainly yeah, it's hard to compete. But <laughs> Blake Gillikin, Saints punter. Five times for 268 yards, averaged 53.6 an attempt, and had three inside the 20, it lists officially. Um, 
but I don't remember exactly uh, how those work. But mm. yeah, little shout out there. Um, but yeah, like you just said, um, how it's going to work, if you didn't already see on my story and understand it, is I will nominate a player, Ryan will nominate a player, and then I'll open it up to anyone else to nominate a different player. I thought that was implied, but a lot of people were saying Josh Allen in the fan nomination thing. Um, So I'll be more clear next week. But so this week um, we'll unpack this a little more throughout the show when it comes to it, but I nominated Josh Allen, Ryan, you nominated Justin Herbert. Yeah. And then um, you, the people nominated Lamar Jackson, which is fair. Um, And ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Every, we each chose somebody different. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's, the, that's the spirit of the thing, right? You gotta, gotta shake it up. I mean, I um, am called greatness debates for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta get the debates going. Um, so, yeah, we'll get back to that. Uh, obviously, all three of those guys did great things and great games this weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about them in a minute. Um, I did see a stat yesterday, I believe, um, that Sunday was the longest day of football in like 50 years. Hmm. Um, the London, because with the, the London game, game and then <clears throat> the Sunday night game going into overtime, mm-hmm. I don't remember like the length, but I mean, obviously, that's a lot of football, so. Um, and a lot of money for the NFL, which yeah, is the most important thing for them. I mean, I don't think anyone's really complaining. Um, even like Jets and Falcons might not be your cup of tea. No London pun intended, but uh, bloody um, hell! <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a pretty good game. So, um, what I really like about London games is that it's like a nice little opening act for the rest of the day. It's like the appetizer. Yeah, yeah, like a where, mini primetime game, kind of. Yeah, um, so I don't know how it works out. I really like the times that games are at on the West Coast. I can't imagine being on the East Coast and having a game start at like eight p.m. Like, yeah, I have to admit, I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, heard some um, good things. Yeah, that just seems absurd to me. But yeah, here it's like 10 o'clock and then 1 o'clock and then like 5 o'clock, which is really good. But then when you start, wake up and there's already a game on. It's really cool. Um, Yeah, so before we get into the games from week five, um, quick little news piece. I don't know if anybody heard, but uh, John Gruden has resigned (laughs) as the head coach of the Raiders after um, yeah, some unsettling information came out about emails. I believe it was between him and um, former Washington football team president, owner, Mm. whatever. Um, Very fitting. Yeah. Knowing their knowing WFT's background. Yeah. Um, so part of me is like, well, 
it was a long time ago. How can you really hold it against him? But at the same time, being the kind of position he's in and kind of the nature of the league, there's just no really, there's really no room for that in this environment for a person in power like he is. You know, like it's one thing mm-hmm. for a player where it's like, oh yeah, they did something kind of questionable, but. I don't know. There's a different level of accountability. We're like not saying it's okay for players to do whatever they want, but it's different when you got to um, go in front of your locker room and try to lead them. But all they're thinking about is all this stuff that you said in an email 10 years ago. I can't imagine. Uh, yeah. Or if you're uh, getting um, close with a girl at the bar, it's probably yeah, I mean, good weekend for Urban Meyer, I guess. Nobody talking about that as much anymore. So it's the only W he's taken all season. Yeah, uh, might be the closest they get. <laughs> um, yeah, unless we get so... Mitchell back. <laughs> um, kind of fitting that one of Gruden's first moves with the Raiders was to trade Khalil Mack, and then here we are, and his last game as the Raiders head coach, probably last game in the NFL in any capacity was a loss to the Khalil Mack led Chicago bears. Hmm. As Michael Scott once said, Oh, how the turntables indeed. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't think any, any Raiders fans that I know are too torn up about this. They all didn't like Gruden anyways. Um, (laughs) It'll be, to see, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what direction they take to replace him. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if there's an anti-goat of Gruden, it's definitely <laughs> that. And I totally agree with what you said uh, from homophobia, misogyny, racism. John Gruden really had the, the full package of bigotry. So um, Yeah. And you just yeah, I know that the time period, you know, 10 years ago, but at the same time, 10 years ago, he was what, like 40 years old. You know, he's still a grown and developed, mentally developed man. And you should know that those things aren't all right, are not all right to say. Especially yeah. With some of the other things he was doing, like sending illicit photos of cheerleaders. I heard that was another thing. Yeah, they found in those that's, emails. A, that's a weird one. Kind of. Yeah. I don't even know. Very, like, very sus, and like hearing that you can't keep him in the league. And I know people are saying that cancel culture is stupid, and you kind of have to look at cancel culture basis. Yeah, and in this one, it's just he, Gruden had to go. There, there's no other way around it. So that's really all I have to say. And just you know, especially with the you know Carl Nassib and OK player on his team. You, you just can't keep him, can't keep Gruden in your locker room. And yeah, I just hope that people, especially with the world is today, can just understand to understand other people and not think the way that Gruden's thought, hopefully, hopefully thought. He doesn't yeah. believe those same things he said now. So, yeah, that, that's really all I have to say. Um, yeah. Dower, beginning note of the show. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I promise it's all fun and games from here, but... Um, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, uh, it's weird, because I apparently him and NASA were close, too. So, I don't, like, it's, like I said, it's possible that uh, his feelings and attitude have changed. And I hope they have. And... It's possible to use, not to justify it, but to... Um, I, I I don't even I don't want to I don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> it's I was trying to think of the best way to say it, and I don't think that way exists. So, anyways, uh, Gruden did bad things and is getting punished, and that's okay. Um, now for actual football. Um, starting off Thursday night, Rams Seahawks seemed like an exciting one, but ended up. 26 to 17 uh story of the night was russell wilson uh with his finger injury um a lot going on there so actually it's funny um i found out that this girl that i work with is playing fantasy football this year and i was like you know if you help i i kind of do that thing i mean just ask yourself ryan who won our matchup this week the guy that uh, uh, Dalvin Cook and Calvin Ridley on this bench, but uh, because they were out. But go on. Yeah, I that that explains a lot actually. I remember looking at your team and you were projected to win, but I was looking and I was like, I don't like. I'm not scared of anybody. Um, you you get that where it's like, oh man, I have to like he has that this guy this week. I have to go against that, but it's like there was nobody on your team that I was worried about putting like 30 points up yeah yeah i got kind of dalvin cooked on that yeah. one <laughs> it was not a good day and then sam darnold saw ghosts yeah and, uh darren waller got raided so um yeah i really had no hope yeah um and the steelers actually found out how to run the ball so ppr jesus deontay johnson wasn't gonna get honestly and, his when usual he started targets. the game with that 50, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be hell. And then he had, like, what, one catch the rest of the game? I was, like, a 20-yard catch as well, so he really Yeah, just, it wasn't bad. Like Yards per reception. Really but, good, but uh, it's a – yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just a, just a weird one. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of hooked this week because um, I have Alvin Kamara in two of my leagues, I believe, and they're on a bye this week. Um, so I, yeah, I was scrambling to get some running back depth, but hmm. yeah, Devonta Booker time. Devonte, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like streaming running backs just because they're quote-unquote the starting running back. Um, especially, yeah, I don't know. The Giants offense has just been so hit or miss that like, there's no reason for me to really believe that Booker's going to be like that guy that'll be that, that'll, yeah, that'll be like fantasy relevant like Saquon was because he's not the talent that Saquon was. So hmm. they don't have I mean, as much reason to like give him 
the same opportunity. Yeah, I mean, granted, last year when Saquon went down, Wayne Gallman was pretty fantasy relevant as like a waiver wire pickup. So like, yeah, I don't know. I think it depends if Danny Dimes is Danny Dimes going to be playing. I think he's trending toward playing, but I'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure. That's kind of weird in the NFL. Like guys will get like a concussion, and then they'll play the next week. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend I am. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's kind of weird the way NFL, like, handles certain things. Like, I saw a play. You might have seen this, too, where it was recently a a recent Packers game where Devontae Adams got hit so badly in the helmet. He was, like, out for a few minutes, and he walked to the sidelines. There was no flags thrown, and he came in, like, two plays later. Oh, I don't remember. I was just like, this dude just like looked like he was out and he was just right back here and there was no flags. Just, I don't know. The NFL is just weird with how they handle like player injuries and who they allow to be in the league sometimes. But (laughs) I guess that's a (laughs) discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, So sorry, back on track. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty decent at fantasy. And this girl asked me uh, if she should start Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins this week. Cousins playing against the Lions. So I was like, well, that's a nice matchup, but I think like, I don't think you can bench Russell Wilson, especially in a big game like this, uh, where he's going to be throwing the ball so much. Um, So yeah, she went with Russell Wilson and he got injured after scoring like 10 points. And I don't know if she's going to be asking me for advice again, but uh, <laughs> here we are. The Seahawks are two and three um, with Wilson set to miss four to six weeks with a finger injury. Uh, I was looking ahead at their schedule. Um, so coming up in the next six weeks, they have, in Pittsburgh, uh, at home versus the Saints, versus Jaguars, and they have their bye, then they're in Green Bay, and then hosting Arizona. Um, I would expect, looking at that and thinking about um, Geno Smith as they're starting, that's his name, right? I said that and it sounded wrong, but... Yeah, that's that's his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Sorry, derailed myself for a second. Looking at that that schedule and thinking about Geno Smith as the starting quarterback, I don't expect them to beat the Steelers, and I don't expect them to beat the Saints. And honestly, they should beat Jacksonville, but who knows? So hmm. the bye being the fourth week, I would expect – a one and two record in that time, which would drop them to three and five by the time Wilson can likely come back, which you'd want to think or which you'd think he would want to um, for that next game after the bye against the Packers at Lambeau. Right. I mean, like you said before, you're not a doctor. I'm probably even (laughs) farther from a doctor. So I, I have no clue. 
I mean, obviously, I hope he's back just in general because he seems like a really good guy and he's obviously an incredible quarterback. And just for Seattle's sake, because they rely on him so much because their defense, I think it's ranked 30th in the league right now. Um, I and they just so. rely. What'd you say? I, <laughs> I, yeah, I think they're 30th or 31st or something like they're, yeah, it's not good. Basically the worst, practically yeah. the worst. And then they just rely on so much on Russell Wilson to score and keep pace. If you know, just because like their defense is so bad, you want to like possess the ball while scoring, which is very hard to do. So it's just kind of startling to think of what the team could look like or will look like going forward without him. Although, you know, they have talent on the outside like DK and Lockett and maybe Chris Carson's coming back potentially. So it's not like they have nobody, but like I just have a hard time seeing them winning games. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, has helped them the most in the Russell Wilson era is his like elite playmaking ability, mm-hmm. um, which I just don't think Geno Smith has. Like he was, he had some good moments uh, in that game, from what I recall. But yeah, he to... gave them a spark in the yeah. fourth, and they scored a little bit. Granted. The Rams also did not prepare for Geno Smith, so that yeah. that plays a bit of a role. So yeah, looking at these upcoming opponents, I don't expect a ton of great things from him, uh, which would really endanger the Seahawks' season, um, which was already up in the air with that defense in that division. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if he misses all six of those weeks. I wouldn't expect them to beat the Packers or the Cardinals either, which would Definitely. have them at three and seven uh, going into week 12. So yeah, yeah. Um, not a great look there. Um, yeah. It's just crazy to think. Cause like he, he's been like, he hasn't missed a start since week one of his rookie season. And <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed I mean, like a sure thing that he was going to be... Just play forever. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like, what's sacred in this world anymore? Yeah. Like, Russell Wilson plays, like, every... Like, you just expect to see... When you think of the Seattle Seahawks, you just think of Russell Wilson and his yeah dad jokes. Like, there's nothing... <laughs> like, I just can't even think of the Seahawks without him. So, yeah, like, I mean, they haven't even... Like the fact that Geno Smith is their backup, they haven't paid like they haven't had a really good backup because they haven't needed one. And then here they are. I think they they worked out Blake Bortles today, um, so that's kind of something to monitor. But especially playing the Steelers, yeah, <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> like oh god, if they play him, I'm just gonna be like oh, please don't get a twenty-one to nothing lead in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good memories. Um, not, not, not really. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's pretty much it for that game. Sucks to beat the Seahawks right now. Um, Rams pretty smooth sailing. Not the prettiest game, but they got it done. So, mm-hmm. 
Stafford was hurt a little bit too. He had kind of a similar injury in his finger. Oh yeah. Which I'm surprised doesn't happen to quarterbacks more since like they always have to throw, you know, if a team's pushing the pocket, they always have to kind of throw from a congested area. Yeah. Well, I remember kind of the same thing that happened to Wilson because he hit it on Aaron Donald, right? Something like that, yeah. And that was what took uh, Drew Brees out a couple of years ago. Um, hmm. Was I think he like hit Donald's hand on a follow through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that that was when Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Went in. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think Drew Brees is suffering too much right now in his cushy uh, Sunday Night Football job. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he he likes that view um, a lot better than with Aaron Donald in your (laughs) face. So, um, yeah, speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, smooth I I, I set that up. I I, I was perfect. I said Teddy Bridgewater, I was sending you the (laughs) alley-oop. Teddy Bridgewater and his Denver Broncos went into Pittsburgh and lost um 27 to 19 um as our resident Steelers expert why don't you why don't you have a go at this one first I wouldn't exactly call myself an expert (laughs) um yeah I mean they 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 just played better than what they have I mean I saw some improvement in Green Bay obviously not nearly enough but it was a very much so a sight for sore eyes to actually see them sustain drives and run the ball. Uh, you put down here that this is their most rushing yard since week three. This is also their of first. 2020. Yes. Yes. Just to be clear. Of yeah. So oh, over a year. Um, and they had what? 147 today or night? Not today. Yes. And I, yeah. Yeah. Don't need to remind me. Um, <laughs> Najee was their first 100-yard rusher since their week six game last season, I believe. And all he really needed was just a little bit of push. And Najee really is, a, in my opinion, a future superstar at running back. He's just a machine and an incredible talent. And I'm glad that he's finally starting to put up the numbers that reflect that. And since they were actually able to support Ben, he was able to have a, you know, the games that he probably should, which was pretty efficient. He was getting the ball down the field, the, the deep ball, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, nice contested catch for, for a Claypool for a touchdown where he put the ball right where it needed to. Of course, he had some kind of sus moments like a holding the ball too long and, and which caused a fumble and then some pretty poor throws that really should have been interceptions. But other than that, it was his best performance of the year, and it's some, and it's good to see, you know, and looking forward to the rest of the season and some of their tough matchups. Um, And through how good their offense was, they were able to keep Denver off the field for most of the first half, which hurt. However, they made up for it, Denver, in the fourth because they were scoring points and getting huge plays through the air. And they were two plays away from tying the game up at the end. So 
credit to a uh, steady Teddy for that one. He's a trooper and he was hanging in there when the Steelers are going after him. So credit to Denver for not laying down if the Steelers went up and credit to the Steelers for actually playing like a competent offense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my main thought. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the biggest, cause what, what I expected from this game, looking at what these teams were going into this week, I thought that the Broncos would just be able to get after them defensively and the Broncos offense would be able to do enough, but they just yeah, did the same. Yeah. Yeah. I they thought just, it would be like a 17-14 kind of game. Yeah. No, I think the biggest thing here was that um, the Broncos obviously have a really talented pass rush, and they were only able to get one sack this game, no interceptions. Um, like you said, there were a couple. I remember from the bits and pieces that I watched of this game, there were at least two where Broncos linebacker Alexander Johnson – had like a clean chance on the ball twice. Like one, uh, Ben stumbled out of the pocket and basically dropped it in his lap and he just couldn't hang on to it. Um, so they had chances, just weren't able to come through with them. Um, yeah, maybe maybe he had Ben on his fantasy team in like a 50, <laughs> in like a 50 person league. Yeah, <laughs> the only reason you would ever have to start Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like in an eight-point game, stuff like that really matters, being able to get sacks, give them unfavorable situations. And yeah, you can't let um, Roethlisberger stay comfortable like that. Um, yeah, because like even though he's obviously not what he was, when you – can support him with a run game and the line can play at even an average level. He can still be effective to at least a decent degree in order to win a game. Yeah. Um, oh, another big one out of this one was Juju uh, Smith-Schuster out for the year um, with a shoulder injury, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I personally think that this won't be huge for the Steelers. Um, they have a lot of nice young depth at the position. It's just the I mean, like we saw Claypool put up 130 yards and a touchdown <laughs> without Juju in. Um, so as long as one of those guys can step up and be a nice kind of reliable presence um that yeah like juju hasn't been uh like all pro caliber receiver but yeah he's typically been there when the Steelers offense needed him and yeah we'll just have to see if one of these other guys can step in and fill that role yeah yeah definitely and i mean juju being out will certainly hurt morale because he's beloved in their wide receiver room and Ben had some pretty kind of heartbreaking words to say about like how this is kind of affecting him because he has a close relationship with Juju. Mm. I mean, Juju only Juju came back to the Steelers for a huge reason. Was it because of his relationship with Ben? So that really stinks to see. 
However, I, I do agree there there's still a lot of talent at the Steelers uh position skill position group and even some that I feel like they haven't even really unlocked yet, guys like like mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth, the uh the rookie tight end from Penn State. Yeah. He only gets like a, maybe a couple mm-hmm. targets a game and he's and he's such a really nice talent. I think he can be a, a really awesome tight end. So maybe Ben maybe Ben looks at him more on third downs and like even Chase Claypool, like we talked about him having a big game. They don't really throw to him often. I feel like they use him pretty poorly. Maybe this forces the Steelers to find, you know, better ways to get the ball into their hyper athletic young wide receivers' hands. Yeah. And then uh even James Washington, who's their fourth receiver and kind yeah. of became an outcast solely because of the talent of the group, he's gonna get more of a role and he shined and certain moments when the Steelers have needed them to. So from an on the field, just personnel perspective, the Steelers should be okay. And of course, I didn't even mention Najee Harris, who's obviously incredible. Who's capable field, of just... catching what, 12 passes a game? <laughs> yeah. Or 14, 14 and 19 yeah. targets against the Bengals, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, they're on per- like personnel wise, they're okay. Morale wise, this is going to hurt, but you know, it's it, it just it happens as terrible as it is. It happens in football, and I wish Juju the best. I hope he ends up back on the team next year. I don't know what the future holds for him, but uh, he's certainly been a really good player for them. I, I would say he's gotten too much hate for various different reasons, but you know, it, it stinks to have him out. But I, I do think that they can still be productive without him, or at least. You know, hopefully that this what happened against Denver is indicative of what they'll be the rest of the season. Which, you know, if they do, which yeah, if this kind of keeps on rolling, I think they could be a wild card contender potentially. But it's so hard to say after how they started out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, moving on. I wanted to. Mm-hmm get into probably the most exciting game from the or at least I mean there were a lot of good games this week so um but looking at the Browns and the Chargers um 42 to 47 for the Chargers in Los Angeles um just an insane games like this is pretty much everything you wanted it to be looking at these two young quarterbacks and all the talent on both sides um yeah, it ended up being one where, like, no one really deserved to lose. I don't know. I'm sure you saw the thing going around about how the Browns were the first team in NFL history to score 40 points, uh, no turnovers, and still lose. Yeah, I did. And that's just just a Browns moment. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, kind of an old school insane. Browns at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah past couple of years they've been off that train but i guess yeah gotta <laughs> kind of getting back to the roots there bad luck and <laughs> yeah um yeah just looking at some numbers from this uh like obviously i don't know maybe i do you want to talk about uh justin herbert's game being as he was your nominee for goat of the week ah uh, yes i would love to <laughs> I was just like obviously 
400 yards passing, five total touchdowns. But like I was more 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 so, I said more like three times there. I was impressed <laughs> like the fact he was doing this against a defense that was number one in pressure rate in the NFL. You know they're just so loaded when you just just like take a look at their roster and just look at all like how deep they are in the secondary, the pass rushers they have, and I think that Justin Herbert, of course, he has help from Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, like, but at the same time, like Justin Herbert was making them look practically obsolete and like it was just remarkable the fact he was able to put up so many points clutch it out when it was just remarkable and i would also like to give a special shout out to austin eckler for being on awesome excellent as he's called by some people and helping (laughs) me defeat my brother in fantasy football i i really appreciate that yeah 100 yards from scrimmage three touchdowns can't complain yeah, even that last one, I don't know if you saw when like, he was trying to go down to keep the clock running. Yeah. It's just like three, four dudes just dragged him in the end zone. Yeah. From a perspective of like the Chargers, I was like, oh, you know, that you know gives them some time. But from the little part of my brain that cares about fantasy football, just said, yes, <laughs> points. Yeah. Yeah. Then I Lamar maybe... Jackson playing after him, and then that, that's really all I needed. Yeah, well, maybe that was like the uh, the thing that I did. Um, was it two weeks ago now, where they threw the touchdown to Mike Williams, and that helped me win? The Chargers are just coming through for us this year. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Staley is uh, for the boys. Yeah, uh, crazy <laughs> thing with Brandon Staley in this one. Um, I realized watching through this, he does not care about fourth down <laughs> and I think a lot of it was just kind of game scripts is where they were at but I, there was one drive where they were down 13 I believe and it was like fourth and two on their own 30 ish I don't remember exactly but uh they went for it and got it which is like part of it I think it was only the third quarter so it's not over yet, but at the same time, with the way the Browns' offense is playing, you punt it there. You're, I mean, yeah, I mean, it says a lot about where your faith is at with your team. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just the decision to go for it there. They ended up being three for three on fourth down in the game, and I believe that d- there were two more that they converted because of penalties that I don't think. <laughs> were included in that. So, yeah. And um, I respect that. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I respect that a lot, especially since Brandon Staley is known for being, like, this defensive mastermind. You think there'd be, like, you know, a pride thing, like, oh, I'll punt it back to my defense and I'll get a stop. Yeah. Just thinking, like, the analytics movement in the NFL, I honestly – I say this a lot. I, is it really that hard for NFL teams to get, like, one, two, three yards on a given play? You'd be I know surprised. They, yeah, I, I I know, but like, yeah. think about like they went for like fourth and sixes though, and looking at how how high powered their offense is, I really respect the approach. And you know, you, I know it goes without saying that you need to score points to win. So shocker, what? Yeah, I know, right? It's like the the Booger McFarland said the most obvious thing, but yeah. like. You need to push the ball downfield. You need to get in the end zone. 
So I respect the approach, and you know, Brandon Staley doesn't really have the, oh, I'll just give it back to my defense. He is willing to put it in you know, his superstar MVP Cowboys' hands and go get the win, and that's exactly what they did. So for that and for also just being a defensive mastermind and allowing Derwin James to be the best safety in football, like do that 17 tackles against Cleveland, playing sure. the star, playing the run, covering deep. I know you talk about him in the notes, but honestly, Derwin James might be playing like the best defensive player in football right now. He's incredible. Their defense is incredible. It's great. They're insane right now. Yeah, they got a lot going on. Um, yeah, good to see for a young team like that. They're sitting at four and one, first in the division. Um, you know, they're in the Browns, fall to three and two. They are tied for second, I believe, um, in the AFC North. So, who would have thought? Yeah, um, <laughs> weird. Just a the NFL is just weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, hopefully two young teams like this in the AFC should see a lot more from them in the coming years. So mm-hmm. uh, speaking of top teams in the AFC Sunday night football bills, chiefs in Kansas city. Um, I, I wished it was a little more competitive, but at <laughs> the same time, I, really enjoyed this one for some reason um for i think for what reason exactly (laughs) you win you win josh allen (laughs) i think that's Um, the reason why yeah um 38 to 20 for the bills i i've kind of used this number before but i had to tweak it because they didn't win by 20 this week it was only by 18 so um They've won seven of their last eight games, scoring 30-plus points uh, and winning by at least 18, which I think is the largest streak of that kind in NFL history. It's hard to find, uh, but I kind of looked at the other... um, Yeah, at the other streaks like that and kind of pieced together while that's less than seven, just kind of... Yeah, how that would work out. So either way, really impressive. Um, <laughs> this was the biggest home loss in the Mahomes era. Third fewest points that they've scored with him as the starter, which is, I mean, obviously, if we if we put aside the fact that, um, if we put aside everything we know about Mahomes in this offense, scoring. 20 or less points only three times in the past, what? This is the fourth year? Yes. I believe so, yeah. As a full-time starter, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, <laughs> looking at 20 points and you're like, oh, okay, that's not terrible. But for them, that's, like, one of the worst games for this team. <laughs> they might as well have got beat by, beaten by 50. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not what scoring. it looks like. Um just what we expect from them. Um, so obviously the Chiefs aren't, um, they may not be exactly 100% like we expected them to be. 
um, just kind of based on how they were before. But I think there's a lot in favor right now of the Bills being like the best team in the NFL, which I think is really exciting for them. Uh, just looking, I believe I went through this last week, but I want to do it again because it just blows my mind. They're first in scoring. Uh, yeah, first in scoring offense, eighth in total yards, second fewest turnovers, um, ninth in passing yards right now. But like we said, obviously, with that, with Josh Allen weapons, they're really good at throwing the ball when they need to. Uh, the top five in rushing right now, and then defensively, first in scoring, first in total yards, first in takeaways second against the pass and third against the run. Um, so just, yeah, both sides of the ball, absolutely dominant. I believe I saw today that they were the, uh, I, I'm not going to try. Uh, it was something about how they were the first team in, ah, oh, man, I don't even remember. It was something about, um, how they were first in scoring offense, scoring defense, and turnover differential, which, yeah, really cool. Um, AKA, you, they're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, to, just to put the stats simply. Yeah. Yeah. I should have just went with that in the first place and like stumbling over my words for a minute. But um, yeah, points are okay. Sure. It's okay. I know that your man crush is on Josh Allen is too intense to, uh, yeah, got me speechless over here. Um, yeah. yeah, point differential of 108 through five weeks, fifth highest since the merger, and all but one of those teams went to the Super Bowl, that team being the 2019 Patriots. Um, so, hmm. yeah, great start. Obviously, the season is young, but they've been so dominant, like at a historic level. Um, they are the sixth team in NFL history with four less turnovers and 15 or more takeaways in five weeks, but none of those teams made the Super Bowl. So it's still, it's still up in the air. It could go either way, but um, yeah, I, I've been talking a lot. Do you want to throw some stuff in and then I'll <laughs> kind of get back on track for this game? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to one up all of the, Go FB stats that you just threw at me. But, um, yeah, I mean, credit to Buffalo. Obviously, this is a game they've had circled once, circled twice, and circled many more times on their calendar. They really wanted to go into Arrowhead and avenge their AFC Championship loss, and they did that and more so. Um, Obviously, like, this is what they want to do. They wanted to beat Kansas City. Although, looking at Kansas City, the way they've been, they're defense giving an average of giving up an average of 7.1 yards per play to which is the highest in NFL history. Wow. Of course the season is young but at the same time geez this isn't the same Kansas City team that they faced last year not that I'm like taking away from what they did but honestly the Chiefs don't even look like the best team in their division right now. So if anything they're more so burying or putting the nail in the Chiefs Super Bowl contention at this point in the season coffin and kind of just propelling themselves 
even further if that makes any sense yeah. because the Chiefs are the worst they've been in the Mahomes era and I have no clue what to make of them because obviously the issues with the receiving core now Clyde Edwards and are getting hurt their defense being a revolving door <laughs> there I don't know what to make of them I've never really known when to make a buffle but I'm just going to go with they're good yeah, uh, yeah. Looking at the Chiefs, like it's almost like paying dollars kind of hurts your ability to support him. Um, the meme, crazy the meme where, like the Pikachu meme. Yeah, but like the, yeah, the wide, exactly. like the mouth, like the jaw drop, like this. pretty much. Yeah, uh, who saw it coming? But, um, yeah, I think what. What came to mind for this game was an old phrase that I believe is attributed to um, professional wrestling legend Ric Flair, is that to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And the Bills aren't the first team to beat the Chiefs this year. Um, This, yeah, this says a lot of where they are as a team in the AFC because um, the Chiefs have been the best team in that conference pretty much since 2018. So, yeah, to be able to get that win on the road um, is just huge. Uh, yeah, and it's so weird to be so down on the Chiefs after how dominant they've been. Yeah, and I think there's like, still hope for them, but they really <laughs> got to get it together soon. Yeah, it's sort of weird. Like, I don't think they're the best team in their division. I think the Chargers are clearly the best team. And it's sort of weird to think of the Chiefs, like, potentially fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of of just went the way of the post-LOB Seahawks even faster than what I thought they would. Yeah, that's right. I think my expectations for them were a little better just because – it's not like they were relying on their defense and their defense disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. So on paper, this didn't seem like too much of a step back, but yeah. Um, another kind of weird thing from this game, the uh, Micah Hyde pick six that really put them ahead um, was only Mahomes's second pick six since becoming the full-time starter, um, hmm. which, yeah, that just jumped out of me because it happened. And I was like, that doesn't happen very often, does it? And then I looked it up and it confirmed that. So, yeah, Go I thought that was stats. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, you make fun of it, but I got to do something to stand out, you know? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my dad jokes aren't. I guess that's my uh, trade, Mark. Yeah, yeah you keep fishing for that but i don't think it's i don't think it's biting um i mean i need better bait yeah (laughs) um i need to go down the tray area to get some better bait no you you just keep coming back to it (laughs) (laughs) Um, i think what impressed me most in this game was the bills last touchdown drive started at their own 15 and this is a big reason why Josh Allen was my nominee for go to the week. Um, 
not only did he throw for 315 yards, three touchdowns, um, with 60 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown as well, uh, but this drive started at their own 15, took eight minutes off the clock. Um, he was six for seven with 54 yards in the touchdown, as well as two rushing first downs, including the incredible um, hurdle on Legereus Sneed. Um, oh, how the turntables for you. Your, yes. your boy, uh, Legereus Sneed. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was tough, but now they are both immortalized on my wallpaper. So it was bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, definitely exciting. I mean, it's just such an incredible play for a guy his size. Like he's six five. I don't even know how many pounds to just, you know, run and jump over a grown man like that. Like it's just so cool to see. Um, yep. And to do it in that moment where like, first down they need that to put the game away and yeah he just went and did it and it was incredible um yep. you with you and josh allen exactly I, um, I... <laughs> yeah i think looking back at that drive there was the controversial roughing the passer penalty but do you, do you know which one i'm talking about i do yeah and i don't know roughing the passer is such a it's almost it's basically subjective at this point with the how they call it. Yeah, I mean, being an offensive guy, I'm pretty much always gonna err on the side of, yeah, that was unnecessary. Throw the flag, um, but especially here, um, it's not that the timing, it's not that it was really late. It's the fact that he like scooped him up and drove him into the ground. Uh, which yeah was the unnecessary part of that, but you couple that with the uh, holding call out of thin air on the first down run the play before, I think that kind of evens out. Um, hmm. Yeah, just a pretty classic makeup call there. Um, yeah, I don't really have an opinion either way. The only opinion I do have is I just wish they called a bit more consistently. Or can, yeah. like give more consistency to what their rulings are on that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, point being, I don't think that should be like a really sour note in this game. That was just, yeah, um, I think it was fair. Anyways, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty much everything I wanted to say about that. The Bills are really good going to play the Titans next week. Um, who, yeah, their defense hasn't been spectacular either this year so that should be another fun one there um yeah moving on a lot of afc this week um yeah nfc better step it up but the last game that i really wanted to get into was the ravens and the colts on monday night football Mm -hmm. colts actually played a pretty great game um but sadly lamar jackson was on the other sideline so (laughs) Um, and on their sideline was Rod Pico Blankenship that day. Yeah, rough. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the hot rod ran out of gas. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to say no, that, that's, that that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good I'll, one. Uh, I feel that. bad because he seems like a nice guy. But just, I, I had, I had, it was a low hanging fruit. Yeah. He's just been so inconsistent with those longer kicks. Um, yeah. Just have to see. I mean, he's, he's still very young. I know he's injured too. So, yeah. Um, but it, it really cost the Colts the game. Yeah, like when you think about it, having the chance to win it in regulation and then to miss it, go to overtime, not get the ball back. It's yeah, um, yeah, all credit yeah. to the Ravens, though. But like, man, what a rough day for kickers! Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll get into this in a minute, kind of running mm-hmm. through some quick thoughts from the other games, but in this week where so many teams are just cannot seem to put the ball through the goalposts. The Vikings of all people win on the last second long field goal. Yeah. Breaking the curse, just disperse the curse across the United States. Yeah. And maybe even to London if uh, there's any missed kicks there. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see this next week with the Jaguars who haven't hit a field goal all season um, going to London. We'll have to see how that plays out there. But, yeah, just a crazy game. Uh, I don't know if you heard, Lamar Jackson kind of did okay. Um, what? Just... I heard he was a running back. You mean the running back? Yeah, I. it's weird because I was told that he couldn't throw, and then he – came and had one of the greatest passing games um, probably in NFL history, if you think about it, setting the record for the highest completion percentage in a game with 400 yards, um, also 40 attempts. Um, so, yeah, either or there, whichever whichever one you think sounds more impressive. Um, I would say attempts. Yeah. Because completions, attempts, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, again and again, you need to throw a lot to get a lot of yards, but, like, big chunk plays, I would just say com- complete or attempts go coincide more, but, like, it's kind of either or. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I always knew that, like, he had the ability to throw well. Um, but seeing him win a game like this with his arm was really reassuring. Yeah, yeah. It's also the way the offense is structured and personnel. Like, they don't even have Rashad Bateman. And yeah. Just threw for all. I mean, obviously, Rashad Bateman has not played an NFL snap yet, so who knows? But, like, yeah. Still, he's really good talent. And, like, yeah, I think about it with, like, Mark Andrews, who is eating, and Marquise Brown as well. Like, to think those two guys, you know, primarily throwing to those two guys, he's putting up all these yards and really snatched a game right from Indianapolis who like you said was playing good their offensive line was down running the ball Carson Wentz was playing all right obviously their defense was taken for a ride by Lamar but um you know it's hard to really say the rate the Colts looked bad I kind of feel for them being one and four despite having such a talented team and such a tough schedule so far yeah, it's strange. I definitely expected a little more from them, but um, yeah, great game from both quarterbacks. Like this was the sixth 
most combined passing yards in a game without an interception. And only the fourth game in NFL history where both quarterbacks had over 400 yards, two or more touchdown passes and no interceptions. So go. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was really interesting, but yeah, it's great to see Lamar Jackson uh, win a game like that. Obviously they lost their 100 yard rushing streak. I don't think they're too torn up about that. Um <laughs> Because like Lamar's been saying all along, it's all about the winning for them. So, not not to hardball, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got the job done, uh, and obviously, like being able to tie that record in the modern game is incredible um, in its own right. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, great things from Lamar. Obviously, very popular uh, fan pick for. Um, go to the week but we'll yeah we'll unveil the winner in a minute mm-hmm. i just wanted to run through uh just like a thought or two from the other games and we'll get into that and then we'll wrap things up so um first things first i mentioned i like london games um just to have a different time that a game is on like to have the football start early so mm-hmm. uh biggest thing there was Kyle Pitts being able to produce like he did. Um, I realize they don't really have these in any order, so I'm just jumping around. But um, Panthers got off to a good start, and then Darnold just lost like Spooky. three interceptions in the game. Uh, the last one, they were driving with like two minutes left down 21 to 18, and he just threw like I think it was Robbie Anderson breaking out to the sideline with the defender right behind him. And he just lofted it up with like three defenders in the area and it was picked off. Like you got to do better than that. Um, Yeah. Did did you hear what I was going? uh, Spooky. (laughs) The the ghost came back. Paranormal activity in Carolina. Yeah. Um, Joe Brady, try to find a way to save him again. Yeah. I mean, we thought he was there, but it's too too early to tell. Um, it's not a friendly we, ghost either. <laughs> not Casper. He's getting a some angry yeah, ghost. I mean, they obviously have some kind of vengeance for him. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, looking at the Packers and the Bengals. Pretty exciting game um, between two. Yeah, productive game, I would say at least between two really good quarterback wide receiver duos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neither kicker wanted to win this apparently. Um, but like, there, what was the streak? Like, five missed kicks that could have won the game. It's kind of bizarre. Sometimes Mason Crosby has these kind of weird, like, meltdown games. Yeah. Like, there's some where he's like consistently one of the best in the league, and then I'll do something like this, and it's like, what? Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the moment after the game between him? And uh, the Bengals kicker. Yeah, McPherson. What were they just like, man, we stink. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really, really wholesome moment. And it got me thinking about, like, just that kind of bond that kickers must have that I never really thought about before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough position because, you, you know, the whole weight of a bunch of super athletes competing at their highest is on your shoulders and it's in your right leg. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was cool. 
Um, but yeah, next up, um, Mac Jones and Bill Belichick saved themselves from a really embarrassing day. Um, obviously, the Patriots seemed like a lock in that one. And then yeah. Nils went out and, uh, well, had probably the best day any quarterback had against the Patriots this year, not to point any fingers or name any names. Um, and I mean, granted, if the Patriots played the greatest quarterback of all time, there might have been a quarterback who outplayed Mills against them. <laughs> very, very well played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, did you see the Texans manage to block their own punt? Yeah, unfortunately, I saw that. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I've never seen a zero-yard punt in my life. Yeah, one but... of the weirdest things, like, to is one. Yeah, I don't know, like themselves. Literally, I mean, <laughs> I don't remember what the score was at the time, but you got to think if they don't literally block their own punt, <laughs> um, they might have won. Yeah, they could have. Which, yeah, would have been crazy. Um, yeah, next thing I had was the Vikings won a game with their kicker. I don't know if that actually doesn't happen a lot or if it's just a joke, but like, it's yeah, we, you, we <laughs> I never saw it coming. We're officially in the Matrix. Yeah. And so we, it's, I was, I was in disbelief too, but I gotta say, I feel, I feel for the Lions. Yeah. They, they might be the team with worse luck than the Vikings. Like, Wow, losing two games on two game-winning field goals as a team that's you know kind of a scruffy underdogs. Yeah, I I feel for them. Yeah, for sure. I uh, gotta hope it'll turn around soon, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's tough out there. Um, in general, just in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Derrick Henry just absolutely took care of business against the Jaguars. No real surprises there. Um, Walk in the park. Yeah. The, yeah. The Buccaneers exposed to, I like to call the Dolph frauds. Um, oh, so original. Yeah. Um, Brady had a clean game, although apparent thumb injury, something to monitor going into their game tomorrow. Um Against the Eagles, I don't. I'm pretty sure it's on his showing hand. I don't know how bad it is, but he's been taking precautions apparently. So something to think about. Um, I'm fine. They're playing the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, how funny would it be though <laughs> if Nick Eagles signed breaking Eagles signed Nick Foles trade for Nick Foles? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be the immediate starter. Yeah. Um... But then again, if the Eagles would end up winning, Brady would just walk off the field without acknowledging him again. So, yeah, yeah, there's that classy move. Um, <laughs> uh, good Jameis Winston was back this week. Uh, Saints put up 33 points on the Washington football team. Not the first team to do that this year, but Surprisingly. still impressive. Yeah. Um, the Winston had that awesome Hail Mary to end the half. Uh, put them up 20 to 13 going into yeah the going into halftime um washington's defense continues to suffer yeah mm-hmm. a lot of question marks there um uh, but yeah good to see winston continue that 
flip-flop pattern that he's got going on. <laughs> um, the Cardinals, kind of an ugly game against the 49ers, but it's I don't know, it was cool to see them win something kind of gritty like that where they weren't scoring 30 points, but they had to, yeah, really grind it out. Um, they are 5-0 and for the first time since 1974. Their fifth 5-0 and start in franchise history and their best start uh, is 7-0. So they're knocking on the door of that. Um, and then the last game, looking at the Cowboys and the Giants 44 to 20 for Dallas um Giants just got absolutely wrecked without their three most important offensive players but uh Kadarius Tony shined um yeah with the openings he got there franchise rookie record 189 receiving yards um yeah he's a really a knockout player (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, he's really throwing uh he's really throwing haymakers out there yeah i mean it really it really seemed like that pick was kind of a swing and a miss um when it happened but i don't know maybe it hit after all but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah good to see him getting involved he's just such like Watching the moves that he makes, it's I, I, he, yeah, he's really good. Um, I mean, he's already an elite rack receiver, in my opinion. Yeah, like his his elusiveness is just on another level. Um, so it's good to see him finally getting involved like this. Hopefully, he won't have to catch ten passes every week. Um, but <laughs> yeah, nice to know he can kind of come through when they need him to there. Um. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he doesn't do some other stuff every week either. Yeah, I mean, at least it was at least it was in the fourth quarter. If you want to get ejected in the fourth quarter when you're down that much, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but, I just want an earlier trip to the ice bath. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, cut the line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that is every game from this week. So that means it is time to announce the first ever. Goat show, goat of the week. Um, <laughs> so just to recap, this was my nominee, Ryan's nominee versus the fan nominee. With the fans voting on my story, I tallied the votes, or I guess I uh, recorded the votes before we started recording. I don't think anything crazy happened since, because uh, there was a clear favorite. Um, but why don't we start from the bottom, if we can get an imaginary drum roll going for third place. <laughs> I think the imaginary one is better. Um, okay. <laughs> Justin Herbert with 27 votes. Boo. On honorable showing. Um, and then in first place with a whopping 76 was... The uh, follower nominee, Lamar Jackson. Um, Recency bias. Yeah, honestly. Uh, no, I mean, I'm I'm not complaining there. I'd love to see a good game out of Lamar. Uh, the only reason, like, I definitely would have considered nominating. Oh, Josh Allen finished with 36 votes, by the way. Um, I definitely would have considered Lamar for this, but I just think um, 
kind of the implications of what Allen and the Bills did was bigger in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not complaining there. So yeah, uh, yeah. congratulations. Lamar Jackson, first ever go to the week. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, fun start so far. Um, so hopefully we can get more more punters involved, some fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it for today. Um, there's any football coming up tomorrow, like we said, the Bucks and the Eagles, and mm-hmm. some other pretty interesting games this weekend. So cool. Yeah. That's all for today. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining me again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of the week. We're getting into week six. And uh, yeah, hope to see you guys back next week. Awesome. Thank you for listening. All right. Take care, everyone.